This is my confidence of ever failing. Come on. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. Still in your hands. This is my Come on, don't stop praising him. Come on, don't stop praising him. After all we've been through these last few weeks, somebody got to have a greater praise. Come on, let him know you love him. Hallelujah. Oh, come on and magnify the Lord. Come on, magnify. Come on, lift him up. Somebody throw your head back and shout, hallelujah. Oh, that's not your best praise. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, our Father, we thank you. For we recognize that this is the day that you have made. And God, you tailor-made it just for us. We are so honored, so privileged, so grateful to be identified as the children of God. We have entered into this sanctuary. And Lord, you know our hearts have been wounded again. We are troubled, it seems, on every side. But, Lord, we don't have any doubt that as the days continue, the minutes, the hours, that, Lord, you're going to bring us out. When we have been tried by this fire, we are confident we shall come forth as pure gold. And Lord, we're going to shout. We're going to throw our hands up. We're going to run and let the world know that God is able. We're going to let the world know that we never doubted that victory would be ours. Lord, bless this nation. Bless, Lord, this world. In moments like this, Lord, we are reminded the songs of our youth. And Lord, I keep hearing in my head, he's got the whole world in his hand. Thy will be done, whether we understand it or not. Thy will be done, whether we agree with it or not. Thy will be done, for you are sovereign, God. You never make mistakes. 
We've entered into this sanctuary again. For this is where we get our strength. This is where we gain understanding. This is where clarity comes. And so God speak to us again. Allow us to sit at your feet. And hear what you are saying to the church. Speak, Lord, we pray. Thy will be done. Lord, bless the preacher. Give me preaching power and authority. Lord, turpentine my tongue. Lord, don't let me preach in anger. Because, God, I got to admit, I'm just mad right now. I'm sick and tired of the same old thing. I'm tired of saying if it ain't one thing, it's another. I'm just tired. But, Lord, give me strength. As I stand behind the sacred desk, the world needs this gospel. We need some good news. And it ain't going to come from CNN. It's not going to come from MSNBC. Certainly ain't going to come from Fox. So, Lord, we've opened up our books. We've opened up our apps. And we're asking that old question. Is there a word from the Lord? And we believe the answer is yes. Speak, Lord, we pray. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, have mercy on us. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on, everybody. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Come on, get your praise on. If you're happy and you know it, hallelujah. 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 Come on, that'll help you. Hallelujah. It'll cleanse you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. As we get ready to move along here, I am so thankful to God to look up and see Brother Brian is with us today. On crutches and everything. Amen. So we thank God for the continual healing that's taking place in his life. And uh, we are so thankful to God for Minister Kenny and for Emmanuel. I, I just thank God for all of our team, Sister Price and Brother Chris and all of our ushers and all of our ministers. God bless the both of them today. They're with us, and we thank God for that. I believe that uh, Brother Brian was probably watching on, on our virtual service and heard Emmanuel beating on his drums and said, you know, I think I'm just going to hop on up to the church and, and let him look me in my face. So 
he'll know I am still alive. And I'm coming back. Amen. And he, I, I, I believe he put a note over there. Don't get comfortable. But we thank God for Brother Emmanuel stepping in. We certainly thank God that there is always another servant soldier uh, on the line. I want to say very quickly, I'm going to hurry along here. But I just want us to pray. I, I think that um, we're all about fed up with this. And uh, we're, we're at the long past point where we can say this don't make no sense. If I can say it like I want to say it, uh, y'all would be unproud of me. But I'm just, I, I, I just don't know how much more of this I can take. You know, I, I'm, I'm honest with myself when I look in the mirror and, and I, I don't have much tolerance for foolishness. But this has gone way past midnight. And I don't care how many <coughs> resignations there are after the fact. You, you can't bring people back. We're tired of hearing you say, I'm sorry. We're tired of hearing you make excuses for, for Lord, help me. Uh, we're we just tired of it. And as I told the deacons this morning, th this is past judgment. Because there are those who say, well, he shouldn't have done this, and he shouldn't have been there. And nobody deserves to die for sleeping in a fast food line. I don't, I don't care. You know, we, we run because we get scared. We run because we think y'all going to kill us anyway. We fight because we know if we don't do something now, it may be too late. And I'm, I'm not justifying that. I mean, I, I served in that capacity. Uh, but, but I'm telling you now, if a man is running away from you and because you ain't got track speed and can catch him, you didn't see him another day. That's Wiley e. Coyote. He chased the road runner forever. But you don't shoot people when they're going that way. I, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have grabbed the taser and he shouldn't have been drunk. I, listen, how many of us can raise our hand and testify that God forgave us for a whole lot of shouldn't have beens? Amen. It just ain't right no more. I'm, I'm tired of it. And it, it, it bothered me. I, I, I wrestled with wanting to preach out of my frustrations because Sometimes the, the, the preacher has to do that. But I promised God the last couple of days that I would, I would stick to my script. And we're going to stay uh, in the flow of this Pentecostal experience. Y'all pray for each other. Uh, this is the time in, in, in our lives when we ought to hold people real close and love each other like we might not get another chance. And so to God be the glory. It's so good to see all of you. And thank you for coming. But we need to pray. Uh, so pray without ceasing uh, is, is not cliche. It's an assignment. And let's do our assignment. We are the church of God in Christ. Amen. Grab your Bibles. God bless you. Thank you for tolerating me for that few moments. Uh, God bless you. Uh, Acts again, chapter 2. We're making our way through the experience of, of post-Pentecost, and it's so much in there. It's, it's just so much that we can gain from this Pentecostal experience, and, and I didn't want to miss any of it, Dr. Dixon. I, I, I keep reading and getting excited about what happened to the church, and I'm asking myself, can it happen again? C can, we, can, we, can we be 
full-time Pentecostal church. And I'm not talking about by denomination. I'm, I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about the empowerment of God uh, and, and never running out. Al always being filled with power. Amen. And so in Acts chapter 2, if you'll join us, uh, all of us together, thank you, uh, brothers and sisters who are out there in that virtual world with us and we're so happy to have you with us and we pray that someday you'll be able to come on in the house and sit here with us uh, social distance and all. Amen. Verse, 30, verse 41, if you will, in Acts chapter 2, verse 41, we've only got a few minutes left. Thank you again to our ministry of music, those beautiful ladies standing up here singing so eloquently. We thank you so much. Amen. Let's give them some love. Amen. We, we can love them a little bit better than that, I think. Amen. Come on, let's show some love. Amen. Put your Bible down for a minute and amen. That's good. That's better. That's better. Amen. Because the first round y'all did it, they probably think, oh, so that's how it is. But so we thank God for that ministry. Acts chapter 2 at verse 41. Again, uh, my preferred reading is the New Living Translation. Beginning at verse 41, it says, Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. And then move down to verse 47, it says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. God bless you. You may be seated in the awesome presence of God. Thank you, Sister Zelia, serving as usher to all of our beautiful disciples in Christ. Thank you. You all look so good today. The joy of the Lord is truly your strength. Look at your neighbor and 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 talk through your filtered mask and 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 say, neighbor. Notice I said I didn't tell you to smile because they couldn't see it anyway. <coughs> Amen. They they don't know what what's going on under there. But 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 let them feel like you're smiling and look at them and say, neighbor. Pastor is going to preach, gathered in guilt, growing by grace. Amen. We have been gathered in guilt. We are growing by grace. One of the oddities of this particular pre-Pentecost movement is one of the oddities that even remain in the church on June 14th in 2020. What really brought them together is not the fact that they were the high and holy church of God in Christ. What brought them together was not the fact that they had a most excellent spirit. Ironically, Minister Kenny, what brought this group of 120 and now growing together 
fact that they killed Jesus. The Jews were guilty of plotting, planning, performing the crucifixion of Christ. Isn't it interesting that God can always see something even in the worst of us? I'll let that settle with you because the truth of the matter is there are none perfect. N none of us have dotted every I and crossed every T. And so what brings them together, Kenny, is guilt. The Lord in prophecy and now in performance chooses the most unlikely suspect in order to usher in the greatest movement of the church. I wish y'all could pray with me. God takes people that other folk would say, no, not you. How many of us have ever been rejected? How many of us have been overlooked? How many of us have been told we weren't good enough? How many of us have been reminded geographically that we were born on the wrong side of the track? How many of us have been reminded by our family tree that ain't no good thing in our lineage? How many of us have been told that we'll never amount to anything? But how many of us can also testify that God saw something in me? That that's why God let me preach. That's why God let me play. That's why God let me usher. Because you may not see the worth in me, but God saw something. Say amen, somebody. How many of us are glad to get up every morning just knowing God sees something? How many of us are still going about our little business with our ups and downs, our ins and outs, but knowing that God sees something? Is there anybody here that just holding on to the fact that God sees something? Amen. It excites me every day of my life to know that every now and then even I wonder why God is using me. Say amen, somebody. You, you may not have that particular ability to be that honest, but every now and then, I look up toward heaven and say, God, are you sure? Come on, talk to me, somebody. I mean, even on my best days, I think about firing me. Say amen, somebody. But, but God sees something. And there they are. And, and so, Sandra, what I want to help us to understand is that as we sit here now, on this 14th day of June, in the year 2020, the common denominator that brings us together is still the same. Common denominator that brought the early church, Carolyn, together, and even the church right now, all over this world, wherever they're meeting at 1030 or 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, but the common denominator, Carolyn, that still brings us together is sin. It hadn't changed. See, I cried, y'all got right there? Because some of us think we're just so wonderful, and some of us think that we're better than other folk, but I'm here to tell you now that dust, looking at dust, ain't nothing but dust. I, I tried to be nice, Evita. I didn't want to say dirt, so I, I at least said dust. But the reality is that the common denominator is, watch this now, Wanda, you can have these for your next preaching opportunity, but the common denominator is still the presence the persuasiveness, and the power of sin. Say amen, somebody. Every one of us has some of those, I wish I hadn't done that moment. 
Every one of us has some of those, I, I wish I hadn't said that moment. Every one of us have been where we ought not have been and touched what we ought not. Y'all ain't talking to me. Touch what we ought not have touched. But the fact of the matter is, but for the grace of God, we would have been dead and sleeping in our grave. But God saw something. Saw something. And, and it probably, it probably uh, I, I thought about this, uh, Deacon McKenzie, and it probably wouldn't look good for advertising. It probably wouldn't go well. But, but, but I believe that every church ought to have outside a big sign that echoes the words of Paul, the admonition that Paul gives us, the instruction that Paul reminds us. Every church ought to have Romans 3.23 outside on its, on its marquee. You know Romans 3.23, don't you? Uh, you try saying it then. But you know what it says, don't you, Brian? It, it says, for all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. We ought to have a sign, Deacon McKenzie. You think about it. Let me know what you think. We might go in order. But we ought to have a sign that says everyone in here has sinned. And all of us have fallen short of the glory. But come on in anyhow. You are welcome in this place because when you get in here, you're going to find your cousin. When you get in here, you're going to find your uncle and your auntie. You're going to find your family members because none of us are perfect, but we're trying the best we know how. It is the common denominator that brings us together. And I don't know about you, but I don't come to church because I'm so wonderful. I come to church because I've got some holes in me. I come because I got some cracks in my armor. I, I come because my steps are staggered. I come because every now and then I recognize that falling ain't no fun. Talk to me, somebody. Brings us together because we are, we, are, we are just sinners saved by God's amazing grace. You know, in, in the old, I'm going to hurry along, Aaron, but in the old church, when they sang those songs, I believe they sang them because they knew what it really meant. Now, now we sing cute songs and, 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 and we try to look good for the camera, but, but, but back in the day, a sin will make you sing ugly. Say amen, somebody. Now, now don't, don't nobody take that the wrong way because I'm not calling anybody ugly that don't deserve it at least. But, um, amen. I'm just saying. Mom and them say you got to call a spade a spade. So, ain't no need us fooling you. If, if there's any place you're going to get honesty, it ought to be in the church. Say amen, somebody. Don't, don't look at nobody right now. It's just everybody look at me. But, but here, here's my point. Um, we, we ought to recognize that, 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 that real preaching requires the ability. This is for all my preachers. This is for you. And, and we'll hurry along here. But real preaching requires the ability to persuade all and anyone. And, and it demands an uncommon courage and a confidence to tell God's truth even if they don't like you. Uh, Deacon Walker, uh, real preaching requires that when you talk about sin, you, you better recognize that ain't too many folk going to holler preach, Reverend. When you talk about sin, not, not too many folk going to bless you at your anniversary. They're not going to line up and say, Reverend, you sure preach today. God bless you. R real preaching requires the preacher to, to understand that that with the opportunity comes responsibility. 
It's one thing to have the authority and the anointing, but it's another thing to make alibis for sinners. And so what we discover here, I'm, I'm going to hurry along. What, what, what we discover here is that, that, that Peter stands up. He recognizes that he has an assignment from God. You know, the, 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 I, I, I guess supposing, looking at it, Sandra, we probably all uh, realized a long time ago, or at least we suspected, that Peter was a persuasive type. Y'all going to stay with me? We, we probably, when we met Peter back then, and, and, and he was, you know, jumping out front and, and always making a statement and, and, and always having something to say about everything, we, we probably realized then that, that he's, he's one of those what we call outspoken fellows. Mm-hmm. Any, any of y'all know any outspoken folk? Don't look at them like that. Um, but, but we probably realize that, that, that he has uh, this persuasive ability. And I want to say that, that in this particular setting, Sister Scott, you would be proud of him because he has mastery of every silky syllable. He, he has the ability to be profound in his punctuation. He stands before this people, and, and as he preaches to them, by the time he gets to his clothes, Deacon Anderson, all of them have been drawn in. Before he even gets to open the doors of the church, they are all crowding in the archway. And they are all crying out the word that every preacher would love to hear on any given Sunday morning. What must we do to be saved? They were hooked into the Lord's plan of salvation, Melvin, and, and, and Peter stood there marveling at his accomplishment. But recognizing, Brian, he can't let the moment go by. So, so he moves on to convince them of their guilt first. But also allows them the opportunity of complimentary grace. Anybody thank God for grace? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 has, he has brought them to the door. There's an old song they were singing in the church that says that, that if you get to the door, you ought to come on in. Say amen, somebody. And, and so as we heard along, Jess, I, I, I'm convinced of God that the ability to convince anyone is really a tr- truly amazing feat. But, 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 but when you can convince them under the power of God that their sins have condemned them, but God's salvation will consecrate them, You've done something. Let, let me let me see. I, I can tell right now, y'all 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 ain't y'all ain't happy with me yet. But let me tell you something. We we've got to move past where our church ain't nothing but a playground of pontificating foolishness. We want preachers to grab back and preach us happy and jump and run, and we we playing cymbals and we got lights flashing and horns blaring and folk are dancing the same dance they danced in the club, they dancing in the church. We got to get past that foolishness and face the reality that sin has destroyed our lives. We need a God to save us, not make us happy. We don't need God to just soothe us and rub us and pat us and tell us, y'all ain't talking to me, how wonderful we are. We need somebody to convince us of our sin. Oh, y'all quiet today. But, but he does. He has the ability. He said, listen, you, you, you are guilty. Y'all killed Jesus. You're guilty. And, 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 and just like the song says, sin has left a crimson stain. We need God to, to 
to wash us. Not, not, not birdbath us. We need to be washed from the crown of our head to the soul of our See how quiet y'all is right there? Because, because we, we want God to be a God of prosperity. To open up the windows of heaven and pour us out blessings and make us rich. But we don't want God to bend us and break us and mold us and make us. We don't want God to shape us in his image. We don't want God to turpentine our tongue. We don't want God to order our steps. We just want God to come along when we need him and get out the way when we don't. But the reality is, what is your life without God? He said, just apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm convinced, Deacon Anderson, that's part of the reason why the productivity of the church is at an all-time low. It takes us too long to do anything. Talk to me, somebody, because we're so busy being ourselves. We're so busy taking care of me and mine that the works of the kingdom are left in reserve. We, 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 we get around to that when we get a little time. But, but, but for God's sake, I, I really believe that part of this pandemic has caused us to look at how we waste time. Y'all ain't talking to me. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Y'all ain't talking to me. That, that, that's, what, that's what facing the reality of your sin will do for you. It'll make you put your stuff aside and make God's stuff your priority. God knows I don't want to make anybody lie in church, but I got to hurry but, but I, I don't even want to ask you how many of you can testify that God is your priority. Walking around here singing, when I rose this morning, and, and the fact of the matter is you ain't called God's name yet. Walk around here talking about he's my all in all, and you don't carry God nowhere. You do know that God is transportable, don't you? You can carry him to work. You can carry him to the store. You can carry him to the club. You can carry him to Las Vegas because God is everywhere. Come on, talk to me. You, you remember Elijah, don't you? Elijah, Elijah had some kind of problem. He said because God wasn't in the earthquake and y'all ain't talking to me. But I'm here to tell you now that God is transportable. You ought to carry him everywhere you go. I believe it was Carl Malden said you shouldn't leave home without it. Look at your neighbor and ask him, where's your God? So some of us leave God in places and then we forget where we leave him. Y'all, come on, talk to me. But he reminds me, he said, listen, when, when, you are, when you are convinced of your sin, you, you can do something. Astonishing as it is, we are under the influence of so many influential folks. I knew Miss Scott would like me throwing in a word, influential. But the fact of the matter is, let, let me show you how quickly I, I, I'll, go, I'll go along, Ozilia. But, but understand that, that when you are under the influence, how things can slowly and, and subtly change in your life. Amen. Uh, I don't want to start no trouble with anybody, but, 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 but those of you who drink, you know it, it ain't the first drink that gets you drunk. Now, if, if your first drink gets you drunk, you done. Uh, you, you cannot hang out with me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You can't hang out with the deacon. No, wait a minute. No, no, that's too much. Um, well, anyway, uh, but what I'm saying is it, it, it is, it is, it is a slow process. Some of us have heard folks say, whoa, that one snuck up on you. Well, you don't realize that's the 13th one you've had. Say amen, somebody. But what I'm saying is when you're under the influence, it, it has an effect. Watch this in three areas that are readily noticeable. First of all, it has an effect on your speech. Mm -hmm. 
When you're under the influence of influential things, it has an effect on your steps. Mm -hmm. When you're under the influence of influential things, it has an effect on your mind. Now, see, I need y'all to come on back to church and lead a club now because right now all y'all thinking about is mixes and flavors and mojitos and 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 Wild Island this and Long not that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm that was a setup to get your attention. But what I'm saying is Peter proved that under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it will affect your speech. Because they spoke in y'all ain't talking to see, y'all ain't no church was coming. They spoke in tongues and understood one another. It affect their steps because after the power of the Holy Ghost fell, they went out into all y'all ain't talking to me like I thought you would. It affect their mind because they realized that they had the mind of Christ and they could do all things through Christ. And what I'm asking you today is how come we can't tell what you under the influence of? How come we don't see no change in your speech? How come there no y'all ain't talking to how come we don't see no change in your steps? How come we don't see no change in your mind? But yet you say you fire-bought and Holy Ghost baptized. You say you've been in the church all your life, but we don't see no church in your life. I'm asking you now, how many of us are under the influence? Yeah. See that quiet they got right there? Y'all should have played something for me to match that quiet. Here, here it is, here it is. I'm, I'm hurrying. They, they, they realize, watch this now, there are, there are three things that happen when you're under the influence, but the poor influence. First of all, it creates a, compli a, a complicated and detrimental conflict of your character. When you're under the wrong influence, that's what sin does. Sin creates a complicated and detrimental conflict of your character. Can I talk like I want to Deacon Davis? That, that's why you ought not get mad when folk look at you with your semi-church yourself and say, oh, I thought you was a Christian. Because sin is creating a complicated, y'all ain't talking to me, because your behavior doesn't speak about your blessedness. You walk around here talking about you too stressed to get caught up in any mess, and you start mess on your job. You start messing your, y'all ain't talking to me. You start mess in the choir. You start messing, there you go, that's what I need. You start mess at the usher meeting. You start mess at the church meeting. But you walk around talking about you too blessed to get caught up in any mess, and you start the stress. You start turmoil. You start confusion. But if God would put you under his influence, you'll cease that kind of foolishness. You'll stand up and walk right. You'll hold up the bloodstained banner. You'll recognize that if it had not been for the grace of God and those who are under the influence know how to walk worthy. Those under the influence, they talk worthy. Those under the influence, they tithe worthy. They serve worthy. Look at your name and say, neighbor, get under the influence. Here it is. I got to hurry. Here it is. Paul, Paul reminds us. Here it is, Wanda. He says, he says, there's Coach Darren. Hey, Coach Darren, congratulations. Been wanting to say that to you a long time. You don't hang out with me, and I don't hang out with you, and now that you're a coach, you think you're all that. Yes, the whole world hears me saying this to you. But congratulations, that's my man. So, so here it is, uh, Wanda. He says, in Romans 12, this is easy, I, I heard long. He, he says, I beseech you. Y'all know this one. Paul says, I, I'm, I'm begging y'all to do something about your living. 
going to talk to me. Y'all sitting on the sofa. Look, look at the one you need to tell. You've been wanting to tell them all the time. Share it. Hit the comment button. But, but tell, I'm begging you to do something about your living. Paul said, by the mercies of God. And you know, we all got mercy. I didn't say mercy. I said mercy. Yeah, God, 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 listen, listen. The only reason we are sitting where we are sitting right now is because mercy stepped into our situation. Am I right? I told y'all what Romans 3.23 said. Mercy said, not yet, God. How many know that the only reason you're still living is because mercy keeps declaring, not yet. I'm not finished yet. All of us are walking around, Melvin, with a sign said, not yet. We're still under construction. We're still coming into conformity. We're still trying to build our character. And thanks be unto God, mercy won't give up on us. Paul said, I'm, 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 I'm begging you. He said that you would present your bodies. That, that, that's, that's what he said, Kenny. He said that you, listen, let me tell you something. You, you, you ain't going to get into heaven by nobody else's testimony. Ain't nobody going to be able to vouch for you. You parents who think you're going to be able to stand up there and plead your children's case because them knucklehead and bubble butts didn't bring themselves to church on Sunday. You feed them, let them sleep in your house and drive your car and spend your money and tell them, well, I'm going to let them make up their mind. They ain't got that kind of sense. You ought to train up your child in the way y'all ain't talking to me. And for those of you who are marrying out of your kind, you shouldn't marry nobody who don't love God because they ain't going to never love you. If you can't love the Lord your God with all your mind, all your heart, how are you going to love boo? You wonder. Paul said, present yourself. Watch this. He said, as a living sacrifice, I got to hurry. He said, and you ought to be holy. You know, guilty folk, when they're not guilty, ought to do something. When I was a trooper, we'd be in court, Deacon Walker. And, 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 and Judge Beck would read the verdict. He said, well, he said, based on the evidence presented, he said, but I find you not guilty. Folk would jump up, and the judge would have to say, all right, all right, hey, hey, not, not, all right, all right. They would shout, and, and they would, some of them would even shake my hand like they got me, you know. They beat me this time. And I just smiled and said, well, congratulations, but let go of my gun hand. <laughs> but that, but, but it, it amazed me. Folk would do that in a courtroom. But the same guilty folk come to church and won't even clap, won't even wave their hand, won't, won't, even extend, won't, even, won't even acknowledge the mercy and grace of God. He said you ought to be a living sacrifice. You ought to let the world know that what God has done in you means something. You ought to let the world, thank you, Harmony, that's what I'm talking about. You ought to stand up when ain't nobody else standing up. You ought to wave your hand when everybody, listen, because he said you ought to present your body. You ought to come clean with God. You ought to stand up and say, Lord, I thank you. You ought to throw your head back and say, hallelujah. You ought to tell God, thank you for your grace. It was by grace. It was by grace. It was by grace. Then he says, and he says, he says, and he said, then, then, then you ought to engage in some reasonable service. You know, you know what gets me, Melvin? It is it, the same folk who always complain about the other folk who always doing don't never do nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of pastoring a church where, where in the hallways and in the bathroom people are whispering, there she go again. She always up front. He always sucking up to them. Listen, I can hear you. 
It amazes me how you can throw rocks and hide your hand about other people's reasonable service and you sit on a place of do-nothingness. You don't tithe. You don't worship. You don't clap. It, it don't take all that. You don't know what we've been through. You don't know what it took for us to get here. You don't know how many funerals I've been to. You don't know how much this cancer bothers me. You don't know about my arthritis. You don't know about my abusive spouse. It takes all of that and then some because God has delivered us. He brought us up. He brought us out, and he will bring us in. Come on, talk to me. Let me, let me hurry. Let me hurry. He said, he said you got you to gotta remember. He said, don't be conformed to this world. Too many worldly folk. I ain't trying to start no trouble. But he said, you, you, you got to change all that. Going around here talking about a change, a change has come over me. And as soon as you get in your car, you're going right back where you come from. Come on, talk to me. Walk around talking about, I don't do that no more. You don't do it no less either. Come on, talk to me. He said, you, 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 got, you can't be conformed to this world. And Brian, that's, that's one of the things right now. This verse, I told you, I try not to preach mad, but this verse kept coming to me. Because the black man in me want to go out and do something. The black man in me, tired of white folk looking at us, telling me, why y'all still mad? The black man, y'all ain't talking to me. The black man who's married to a beautiful black woman and got beautiful black children don't want the phone to ring and say, we need you to come down and identify. I'm tired of my children getting pulled over for driving while black. I'm tired of living in a world where all I've ever tried to do is be what God has called me to be. And because of the color of my skin, you put limitations on me. I'm telling you now that the black man in me had to realize that if I'm conformed to this world, I'm going to jail. I'm going to say something. I'm going to do something. And my mama going to have to walk slow. My wife going to have to walk slow. So I'm asking God, don't let me be conformed to this world. Because I can preach all I want to, but I'm still black. I can love all I want to, but I'm still black. I can love all I try, I'm still black. But I'm telling you now, don't let this world get you down. Come on. But then he said, he said, get your mind right. He said, you got to understand, he said, that, that, that when you do that, God's going to be glorified. Wonder somebody should have shouted right there. I put a note right here that said somebody should have come running right there. Because you know that it's the tender mercies of God that has kept your mind right. Come on, talk to me. Somebody should have said, Lord, he got me right there. Because the truth of the matter is if you don't transform your mind, you're going to go crazy. This is crazy, y'all. Let me hurry along here. I got, I got a couple of minutes. Peter. Peter works the crowd, and in Melvin, it becomes obvious in the writing of the text that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was unlike anything they'd ever seen. And, and let me tell you now, Carolyn, that's why I keep coming to church every Sunday. Because every Sunday, I expect there to be an outpouring. That's not, I, I'm telling you now, let me be honest with y'all. Don't y'all get too mad at me, but I really care less what y'all do. I, I just came to see what the Holy Ghost going to do. Listen, y'all ain't got to do it. Listen, you can sit there like God ain't done nothing in your life, but I expect every Sunday, in fact, let me be honest with you, I expect every day of my life to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 
because what God has for me is for me. I need the Holy Spirit to reign. I need the Holy Spirit to rule. I need him to ride on King Jesus. I need God in the morning. I need God at the noonday. I need God in the evening. I need him at the midnight. That's why when weeping comes, joy comes, because I need an outpouring of his spirit, not by might nor by power, but God send us your spirit. Here it is. God, God made a move on them. Amen. What what that jazz music time? I, I believe I believe it was Stephanie Mills said you're putting a rush on me. But I like to know you better. God put a rush on them, Aaron. God, God dropped it like it was hot. God put his best rap on the crowd. And and they 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 got swooned into the love of the Lord. Anybody been swooned lately? Oh, oh there are two of y'all. Thank you. But but I believe that's what happened. Harmony, God, God put a rush on them, and, and they began to experience and enjoy something that they had never experienced before. Jess, you remember the other song that said, didn't I blow your mind this time? Anybody ever had God blow your mind? God is a mind blower. God blew my mind when I was eight years old, and my mind ain't been right ever since. Oh, it's not that I don't mess up sometimes. It's not that I don't disappoint him sometimes, but I made up my mind that I'm staying with the Lord. I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. I'm going to keep pressing the upward wave. I'm going to keep climbing Jacob's ladder. I'm going to keep holding up the bloodstained banner. I might not be right in your eyes, but who made you my judge? I trust that the Lord sees the best in me. He looks beyond my faults and meets my every need. My answer is, ain't God all right? I said, ain't God all right? Is there anybody that loves the Lord? Is there anybody that loves the Lord? Anybody tried Jesus? Anybody still holding on? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God blew my mind. Tell him, Tim, give, give, me, give me six minutes, Dougie Fresh. Here it is, here it is. Watch this, watch this, Brian. There, there was an overwhelming outpouring. And they were convinced. Yes, we killed him. But we want to live in him. We, we, we made a mistake. Truly, this man was and is and forever will be. The son of God. Y'all ain't talking to me. They, 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 watch this. Let me, let, me, let me throw this out and I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give up, Aaron. Let me, let me throw this out. There, 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 there is something. Sister Scott, you're going to like this one. There is something intimately wrong with a church that has not experienced the outpouring power of the Holy Spirit in its midst. There, there is something wrong. There's something intimately wrong. Something scary wrong. With a church that has not had a visitation in a while. So sometimes, Brian, we come to church and, and, and it's too routine. Some of y'all, I can close my eyes and me and Bartimaeus can walk right the way you sit every Sunday. That's your seat. That's your area. And and it's a tragedy when dead folks sit around dead folk. 
Uh-huh. It's a tragedy when there ain't no movement in your vicinity. Say amen, somebody. But I dare you to sit around me because if you sit around me, you start to get hit with a throwing up of the hand. If you sit around me, I, I, I listen, I'm telling you now, uh, th- those of you who've been around my preaching know that it's a good thing. You notice I blocked off the first couple of pews because I can enunciate quite far. Say amen, somebody. So if you sit around me, you're going to get wet a little bit. Say amen, somebody. If you sit around me, I might just jump up when I feel it. I'm like my grandmama was. When I think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me, my soul gets happy. I feel like running sometimes. I feel like throwing my hands up sometimes. Listen, ain't nothing chasing me, but I run. Ain't nothing happening, but it's happening. Because every time I think about him, something says, say something. Something says, do something. There's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And ain't no church. Listen, ain't no church supposed to be quiet. Didn't they tell you make a joyful noise? And listen, listen, you, you can't keep sitting around waiting on the Q Club to let you know when to do your thing. Because whenever you think about it, you ought to say something. Some of y'all spend more time looking around trying to see what other folk doing that you miss what God is doing right by you. I mean, I'll say that again. I said some of y'all spend so much time looking around to see what other folk doing, you miss what God is doing right by you. Let me hurry, Aaron. So, so, so here it is. Let me, let me throw this out. Now, I'll get out of the way because I'm convinced, Dr. Dixon, Vicki, I'm convinced that there, 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 there's nothing wrong with the current flow of power. But what I'm, what I'm seeing, Deacon McKenzie, the current flow is fine. But we got some faulty connections. Y'all got that, didn't you? Yeah, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with the current flow. We just got some faulty connections. Walk around here talking about I'm wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up. But you ain't got no power. Ain't no light shining. Ain't no joy. You, you, just, you just got a faulty connect. Y'all talk to me. I'm, I'm trying to go home. And, and, and what happens is when the current flows and there are good connections, the experience of the church will reflect that. Can I talk about it? Like when, I, when I grew up, I've told you all this before, and, and I'm, I'm setting myself up to go home, Ken Emmanuel. But, but there, there, was a, there, was a, there was a church on Florida Avenue. Not, not this Florida Avenue. But down there in Duval County on Florida Avenue, there was a Pentecostal holiness church right in the middle of the, of the liquor store. My grandfather's restaurant, a record store, record store. This is the, this is the irony of it, Deacon Anderson. There's a little record store right there on Florida Avenue, right by the little lane. They would play music on a speaker, you know, so you can, I guess, be in tight, come in. But 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 just about 20 paces down with that Pentecostal appetite, they had a speaker too. And and when the record store got loud, the pen, but what I'm saying is, you heard a noise coming out of that church all the time. And, and they, they would get so hyped and hot. I don't even think they had air conditioning back then. But they would get hyped and hot. They would come outside on the sidewalk. And they, 
they be cutting it. Listen, and, and the record store folk down there doing the jitterbug, but down here they doing the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't talking to me. Folk down there would get loud, so the church would get loud. In other words, the bishop said, ain't no competition for us. They can drop it like it's hot. They can boogaloo. They can do the Philly dog. But down here, we got a step for the Lord. We're lifting up and magnifying the Lord. And they ain't going to put us out of business. I bet we last longer than that. Y'all ain't talking to me. What I'm saying is that when there's a power flow, there's a power distribution. And I'm asking the church, where's your power? When was the last time you showed some power? When was the last time your children saw your power? Your husband saw your power? Your wife saw your power? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we need an operation of current flow. Here it is, here it is. He, he reminded me, he said, listen, he said, listen, you came in here guilty, but you're going to go out of here with grace. God, God is doing something in us. And I want to remind you now that the Bible says, Psalm 127, Kenny, we get ready to go. Get, take, take your leave so your fingers will be loose. Anoint Emmanuel with oil so he don't squeak. But, but here it is. He said, unless the Lord builds the house, they, they that work in it are working in vain. He said, unless the Lord comes into this thing, unless the power of God is here, all we're doing is commercializing when we ought to be consecrated. But I'm here to tell you now that God is giving us grace. God is giving us a new opportunity. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I feel a move of God. Oh, no, no, no. Look at another neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I feel a move of God. Something's starting to happen. I feel a little fire burning. And I feel my prayer wheel turning. I feel my Jeremiah spirit. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost did come. I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost is still moving on us. Look at your name and say, name him. Make a little room on your pew. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. I feel the power of God. Power to walk right. Power to make me talk right. Pastor said I'm under the influence and God has ordered my steps. He walks with me. God, I feel my help now. He walks with me and talks with me and tells me I am his own. And the joy we share, anybody got joy? Won't God give you joy? Look at your name and say, name him. You better give me some room. I feel something happening. My feet starting to shake. I'm starting to feel my help coming. I feel like running now. I feel like jumping up and down. Because God, God been good to me. He woke me up this morning. Didn't he do it? Put running in my feet and clapping in my hand. This joy, anybody got joy? This joy, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I tried him, I tried him, I tried him. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Say yeah, say yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved. I 
say that save a wretch like me. Anybody remember when you were sinking deep in sin, but from the waters he lifted me. Now save, now save. Anybody feel saved? Anybody feel saved? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I feel better. I feel better, so much better, so much better since I laid my burden down. Friend, don't treat me like they used to. Ain't God all right? Say yeah, say yeah, say yes. Grace, grace. Come on with your preaching voice, grace. Come on with your anointing voice, grace. Grace, 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 grace. Woo! Hallelujah, grace. Shout glory, grace. Pray the Lord, grace. Grace, grace. Grace, grace. Woo! Yes, sir. Listen. Oh, listen. I got to go. I got to go. I'm too old to get happy like that, but I'm... I'm too old not to get happy because when I think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me, I could have been dead and sleeping in my grave. But grace, but grace. Listen, he died for us. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'm trying to go, but every time I think about it, when they stretched him wide, put nails in his hand, put a crown on his head. He died. He died. Didn't he die? Didn't he die? But early, 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 one Sunday morning, he got up. He got up. Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Say yeah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. I, 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 I had some more good news, but but the happy me showed up. The, the, the one that remembered Aaron that old things pass away, and, and all things become new. The happy me showed up. That remembered I could have been. But look what God has done. The happy me showed up. That said, look at your hands. Don't they look new? Look, look at your feet. Don't they look new? He'll turn it around. Anybody know he'll turn it around? Anybody know he'll turn it around? Won't he do it? Can he do it? Say yeah. Say yeah. Ah, yeah. 
Listen, I, I, I had some good stuff one, and, and, and I, I, I just got happy. I felt my current flow. I, I felt my juice coming in. You remember that movie, Jess, where it said, you got the juice now. Nudge not, not, not your neighbor and say, you got the juice now. Won't God give you juice? Won't he do it? Can't he do it? Anybody got juice? Anybody got juice? Look at the name and say, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Listen, listen, I wonder, I, I had something down here that said you got you to gotta grow by changing your desire. So Scott, I had another one said, you're going to have to leave in another direction. And then, Kenny, I had one more that says, you're going to have to be bound and determined. But, but I got happy. Then, then I had another one, Vicky, that said, you got to always remember that there's not much difference between wheat and tail. I, I really want to talk about that, Kenny, because some of y'all sophomoric and uppity Negroes get on my nerves. Just because you don't drink and you don't smoke and you don't want to go to Las Vegas, you think you're better than us who drink and smoke and want to go to Las Vegas. You're, you're no better than us. It's just wheat and tares. And the best thing you can do is wait till God sort us out. Say amen, somebody. Get, get your lips and your eyes off me. Stop judging me and penalizing me. No, I'm not going to resign. No, I'm not going to step off. No, I'm not going to leave the church. I'm going to stay with the Lord till he comes. And when the Lord comes, he will decide who are the sheep and who are the goats. But while I'm living in the meantime and between time, I'm going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I'm going to lift up and magnify his name. I'm going to shout the Lord's glory. I'm going to give the Lord praise. Somebody ought to shout glory. Listen, here is the last one, Deacon Anderson. Again, you, you're going to have to change that desire. You have to go in another direction. You have another determination. But verse 47 did it for me. Verse 47 said, and the Lord added to the church daily such as would be saved. And Deacon Anderson, my, my last preaching point was going to be, it's still the Lord's decision. I feel like, Lord knows, I feel like running. But I'm, I'm just like the man in the Green Mile. I'm dog tired. Got to sit down now, boss. Matter of fact, I'm going to get somebody to drive me home. I'll give you a few dollars. Deacon Anderson. Would you drive the pastor home today? Thank you. We'll stop by the look, I mean Walmart. <laughs> I bet y'all go home and tell y'all friends, don't pay my pastor no mind. Listen to me, I'm, I'm done. Thank you, brothers. Good to see you, man. Darren, I love you, man. Great success, man. Anything I can do for you, let me know. Man, I'm so proud of you, Darren, I tell you. I, I, I'd like to adopt you as my own. He's a good son. McKenzie's, I know y'all proud. I love that boy, man. Well, he's a man, but I love him. I, I, I just think 
I've always seen something great in Darren. He didn't believe me sometimes. He thought I was just jerking his chain, pulling him along. But I, I, I know it's in him. He, and he ain't done yet. He, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Kevin Keats. When I first saw Kevin, I kept telling Kevin, man, you're going to go somewhere. Now he head coach down at North Carolina State. That's my man right there. I'm, I'm going to wind up with season tickets somewhere. I'm going to be sitting in the coach's box. No, Ms. McKenzie, you can't go. Me and, me and Deke going. It's a boy's thing. But I love Darren. I, and Darren, I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of many of you. I, I, I could go down my list. I'm proud of you. Jess, put your hand down. I can't think of anything that you've done. Raising hell and causing difficulty is not something to put on your resume. No, you might ought to. Matter of fact, the altar's available. Come on. He'll bring your wounded heart. Harmony, would you escort her to the altar, please? I got my oil ready. But we're going, we're going on. But I'm proud of all. I love all. I, I could go on and on. But let, let me say this. We, we came in here by guilt. But we're going to grow because of grace. Change your desires. Those of you sitting out there with us, you know, I've been, I, I want to say this to our church. We got a big church now, y'all. But, but you all, you, you, you can't keep commenting and not come in. Making comments ain't going to save you. You, you, you. you must come in through the door. Come on now. I, l listen, change your desires. I, I got, I got, I, again, we're going to fancy up this camera thing, but there are folk in here, man, we laugh. We have a good time. We're not miserable. We, we just like the seven dwarfs. We whistle while we work. We sing our little songs and hi-ho, hi-ho, just off to work we go. Some of us sing I owe, I owe. So off to work I have to go. But our desires simply change in a spiritual way. We fell in love with God. I told you, he put a rush on us. When we discovered how much God loves us, we couldn't say no. How can you say no to that kind of love? And then, then we, we just simply went in a different direction. But many of us, if, if you could see us today, we, when I say this, they're going to raise their hand. But how many of us know every now and then we made some U-turns? Even the Bible says, that, that, that the dog will return to his own, you know. Sometimes we made U-turns, haven't we? We, we? we had to go back by the club to see if our spot was still there. We had to see if we could still run a Boston. You know, we, 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 we just, you know, we're walking with the Lord, but every now and then he had to send somebody to find us. We, we are that sheep that the Lord had to come look for sometimes. Come on, don't let me raise my hand by myself. And then we made a determination that, that we promised him that I. And you can too. You, you, you just got to say, you know what, this time. And can I tell you something honestly? You're going to say this time a whole lot of times. But just stay determined. When I was in the, in the military, Deacon Anderson, I was in the 84th Engineer Battalion, and, and, and our, our, our unit motto was undaunted. Undaunted. Which simply means 
no matter what, we press. And I want you to be undaunted. And then lastly, like I told Deacon Anderson, my, my real shouting point was supposed to be that it's still Jesus' decision. Okay, that little local church wouldn't let you in because you had a baby out of wedlock or, or because you, you, you are a convicted felon. Uh, they don't want you because you don't smell like them. You don't dress like them. We want you. We'll take you right here at GBC. You, you can join today. Just, just send me a comment. Send me a number so I can talk to you. But this church is a whosoever wheel church. We are the number one branch office of the whosoever wheels. We got a little of everything in here. And you can be saved. It's his decision. I, I need to go. Aaron is waving me off. She pointed at her watch several times. But I got to go. I'm going because she signs my check. You never want to tick off the person that signs your check. No. Me and Deacon McKenzie get along fine. Director of Ministries, we get along fine. The Price, Wanda and I get along. Vic and I, Kenny, all of us. But y'all don't sign my check. Whatever Aaron wants, Aaron gets. And if Aaron says it's time to go, it's officially time to went. I'm already gone. You just don't know it. But the doors of the church are open for Christian discipleship. I want to I wanna come a little closer. Don't let this moment pass you by. There is a flow of current from the kingdom of God. It reaches to the highest mountain and flows to the lowest valley. Come to Jesus just now. I know you stayed out late last night and you say, well, I'm going to do virtual church, so I'm going to sit here in my slippers and my bloomers. And that's all right. The Lord will take you just like that. Now, you can't show up here like that, but. But, but trust me, we don't save clothes. We save souls. I know you're sitting there today thinking, Pastor Mitchell, you don't understand. I, I got a lot of baggage. Don't worry, we got a baggage compartment. It's called a sea of forgetfulness. And we're going to throw your junk out there with ours. But you ought to come on today. Don't, don't, don't sit there saying, well, I, I, I can't do that church thing. No, 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 no. We're not that kind of church. We're real. Look at us. Silver and gold we don't have, but such as we do, we'll share it with you. All we got is Jesus. We brought nothing in and we're going to carry nothing out, but what we have is Jesus. So you come on. Call us. Write us a letter. In the day that you hear his voice, change your desires. You can go in another direction. Make a determination. But ultimately know that you are the Lord's decision. He wants you to be saved. Who can be saved? Father, in the name of Jesus, hear our prayer from this humble place.
We've opened the doors of your church that sinners may come in. That they might know that so precious is that flow that can make even them white as snow. We want them to know there is no other fount, but it's nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's not the deacons that save. It's not the pastor that saves. It's the Jesus for whom you love the world so much that you gave him to us that we might be in return given to you. Save this young man. Save this young woman. Save mom and daddy sitting there together with their children. Save grandma, even grandpa. It's not too late. You run as far as you can run. You're tired now. You can't run no more. That's fine. God will take the leftovers. And he'll spend your life's golden days to the greatest of glory. Is there one? Would you be the one? Would you come? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We're going to turn now from this place, but not your presence. We came in guilty, but we're going out with the abundance of grace. We have tasted and we do now see that the Lord is good. Carry us out from this place in that new direction. Seal us with the power of the Holy Spirit that we keep the agreement of our determination that we're going to hold to your unchanging hand. And thank you, Lord, for saving a wretch like me. Paul said, oh, wretched man am I. What can save me? The answer is Jesus. Now unto him who is able to keep us, to hold us, secure us, guard us. And then on that great day you shall present us faultless. Mm, that felt good. Faultless. As we enter into the throne place of our God. And the redeemed of the Lord said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. I wish I could tell you to hug somebody, but the governor would get mad at me. So, so simulate hugging somebody and let them know that God loves them. You love them, and we'll see you real, real soon. Be safe, be smart, be safe.